Hello and welcome to the movie podcast review of Nightmare Alley. My name is Daniel and joining me today in the dream is Shabazz. Hello, Daniel. And Mr. Nightmare himself, Anthony. Hi, everyone. <laughs> You're that so was positive the sweetest today. one you've ever done before. Anthony, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. You're sounding I'm... so happy. Yeah, the sun is out. It stopped snowing and the snow has now melted, so I'm... Um... I'm happy about that. I think it's because we address him as his proper name, Thanks Mr. Nightmare. Weather Report as well, Mr. you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is on his the movie podcast, uh, Weather we're Report. We're looking at a balmy 27 <laughs> degrees. Yeah, and what's great, too, is that by the time our listeners hear this episode, may not be accurate at all. Who knows? No. Who knows? Shay, how are you doing, though? You know, just another day in the nightmare. Oh, my goodness. I'm so sorry to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> just another day in the alley? Just another day in the alley. No, that, that, that doesn't sound as good. <laughs> no, not too great. Not a, lo- not a lot of great things happen in alleys. No. You know what I mean? But for no. shade. Batman's parents murdered in an you know? alley. Uh, a lot of other parents probably <laughs> murdered in alleys. <laughs> a lot of a lot of parents, a lot of crime. murdered in alleys. I mean, what can you expect? Their parent, like Bruce Wayne's parents, were walking through crime alley. Yeah, like what do you expect's going to yeah. happen there? What's if, the worst alley you've ever walked through? Um, there's been a few alleys uh, in Toronto. Here's the thing about Toronto: I'm I'm not scared at all to walk the streets of Toronto. Like going to school there, being there all the time, like I will walk no problem. But it's when you're coming home. Sometimes when I'm coming home, like to Mississauga and Brampton, sometimes. That's where it gets a little scary, I'll be honest with dicey. you. A little dicey sometimes. A little, a little scared. You ever walk through an alley where there's like like that eeriness smoke? I am the smoke. I am, I, the am smoke. The, I am the danger so you in the are, alleyway. You are the danger. I am the danger. So we should watch out for your smoke. Look, if you're in an alley with me... You want to want to leave that alley. So immediately. you're the bad guy in an alley. I am the okay. yeah. Have I, you ever seen me and Bruce Wayne in the same room together? <laughs> it won't be good news for him. That time? <laughs> what time is it? As always, you can catch a brand new episode of the movie podcast every single Monday, and watch out throughout the week for our review episodes, just like this one, on all the latest movies and series. Make sure you're following us at the movie podcast on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Letterbox, and don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Join our Discord and write into the show at hello at themoviepodcast.ca. Check out our show notes for all of those links and more. Some quick announcements for you. I just I only have one announcement today. Maybe two. Make love. We'll make make love, not war. No. <laughs> Listen to all of the episodes we have on the movie podcast. That's all I have to say. Good. I just want you to listen to our reviews. Listen to our show. Listen to our show. If you're new here, if you're here to hear us talk about Nightmare Alley and you're a brand new listener, thank you for giving us your time. Um, thank you for giving us your listen and all of that. Uh, but go check out all the other great episodes that we have on the feed right now. We're also giving away a free copy. Or sorry, three copies. Ooh. Three free copies. Three, but not to one person. Not to one person, yeah, no. Three different We're people. giving three different individuals the ability to win a 4K Blu-ray copy of No Time to Die. Open to... Canadian residents only. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. A, lot of we'll get, a lot of Americans have commented on our post. We though. have. There's been a lot. We got to check their ID. We have to check their ID. We got to check their zip and postal codes. Yeah. Uh, but we will also confirm if we can mail it out to anyone in the U.S. Yeah. But as of right now, Canada only. But we thank everybody who's entered so far. Uh, we're so thankful to be able to partner with our friends at Universal to give this away because we love No Time to Die this year. And uh, we hope to give, uh, you know, help you bring Bond home for the holidays, as they say. 
Today, <laughs> I'm saying it right now. Okay. Bring Bond home for the holidays. Uh, today, the movie we are talking about is Nightmare Alley. This is directed by Guillermo del Toro, and the film features an ensemble cast including Bradley Cooper, Kate Blanchett, Tony Collette, Willem Dafoe, Richard Jenkins, Rooney Mara, Ron Perlman, Mary Steenbergen, and David Strawhart. Did I say that correctly? You did. Okay, I did. I, you know, I, I, I was self-conscious about myself. It's okay. He always has a unique last name. I never get it. Yeah, but you know, we we're we're saying it without any offense. Hopefully, uh, Nightmare Alley releases theatrically December seventeenth, and I want to say thank you to our friends at Fox Searchlight for inviting us to watch this film. Now, if you're wondering, December seventeenth, that sounds very familiar. Well, <laughs> that's because <laughs> that's a date. <laughs> that's a date in the year that happens every year, but this year happens to also have Spider-Man No Way Home coming out that same day. So we'll see how this movie fares against it, but. Anthony's going to tell you all about the synopsis. In 1940s New York, down on his luck, Stanton Carlisle endears himself to a clairvoyant and her mentalist husband at a traveling carnival. Using newly acquired knowledge, Carlisle crafts a golden ticket to success by swindling, swindling the elite and wealthy. Hoping for a big score, he soon hatches a scheme to con a dangerous tycoon with help from a mysterious psychiatrist who might be his most formidable opponent yet. Thank you so much for that, Anthony. Shay, please kick us off with your first reactions to Nightmare Alley. You know, I didn't know what to expect with this movie. Um, knowing Del Toro's previous work, and I think I've seen pretty much everything that he's done, uh, he always loves to go for the creepy crawly, you know, the the weird monsters, the great visuals. And also, he has a very engaging storytelling method where he might stretch out a very simple premise and just stretch it to two hours but for some reason each moment of it you're like oh this is kind of interesting i'm not i'm kind of curious as where this is gonna go nightmare alley it it feels like a movie that's 10 years too late i know i know it's a remake from the 1940s or 50s but it just feels a little late in the sense that a lot of the actors in the roles they're playing feels like these are roles they should have been doing years ago they feel a little bit too big and a little bit too well acted for some of the performances that are trying to be displayed here this is also a two-and-a-half-hour movie, and really, the meat and potatoes of this movie, and I can't believe I just said that phrase, but I think it's because it's about the 40s, really only happens in the last 30 minutes of this movie. That's kind of where everything starts to really... And I remember leaning over to you, Daniel, every like few hours into this movie and being like, yeah, I, think, I think now it's about to get to something. Yeah. And I kept saying that to you. And you're like, you know, you're like, yeah, I think now's the time. And then nothing happened for 20 minutes. Right. And we're like, okay, wasn't what we were expecting, but maybe now. And I think a lot of this movie just feels like it's building up to something bigger. And when it finally happens and it gets interesting, it all kind of wraps up a little too much in a hurry that you don't get to feel it. There's so much buildup in the beginning of this movie. There's so much character development for Bradley Cooper's character of Stanton Carlisle that by the time that you actually get to what the you know, complexity of this movie is like the big climax. It's so late. And then the credits start to roll. Yeah. And, and that's the thing with me, right? I think I'm exactly where you are with this Shay. where, you know, this movie has everything you would accept from Guillermo del Toro in terms of its visuals. It's, it's, it's beauty, it's direction, but it takes so long to show its cards when the, when it's finally revealed, when, you know, when the trick is happening, when the, the point of this movie is unfolding you like it's not really that memorable and you really don't care and when you have a runtime that is almost two and a half hours long you're 
you're left with a movie that you're only really getting about 20 to 25 minutes of really entertaining content. Everything else just feels like a lot of setup. And I'm like, wow, this feels like the pace of almost like you would see in like a six episode TV show or something where you're really trying to establish who this character is, where he comes from, what his goals are. And then this movie about an hour and 10 minutes into it jumps two years ahead and it just feels like a completely different movie at this point. And I, that's where it kind of lost me. And yes, this movie is beautiful. I think Bradley Cooper, Kane Flatchett, and Richard Jenkins are a lot of fun to watch in this movie. I think Cooper can be a little stale because he is in every scene and he's very he's very much a stoic character. But he is a likable character at least. But I don't think there's enough given to him to really give a performance that's very memorable. Uh, you know, we've seen Cooper in a lot of other films in the last couple of years and, you know, coming off of Licorice Pizza as well too, he has very short screen time in there, but the screen time that he does have in Licorice Pizza, you are left saying, wow, you are one of the best actors in this movie and this is a movie filled with amazing actors. He was more memorable in the 20 minutes that he had in Licorice Pizza than the two and a half hours he had in Nightmare Alley. 100%. And that's where I'm left with this film. I'm like, yes, it's nice to look at. Yes, there's some cool moments in it. But as soon as we finished watching the movie, I did not think about this movie anymore. Mm -hmm. And you know, it, it kind of, it's not the greatest feeling to leave a movie with. Anthony, how about yourself? Yeah, I appreciate everything Guillermo did for this movie, um, bringing in a, a genre that's not not known to a lot of people, or they, they film noir not being that more popular genre that people watch. Um, but I think the actors and the people involved in this film got ahead of the story. You know what I'm saying? They were too big for the story. Yeah, for sure. And and you kind of lose traction with it. It it started off well, but then it just took a really long time to get to where it wanted to end. And you're right, Shay. When it did end, it ended so quickly. It just too, took too long to get there. And when they wanted to finish it, it finished it super fast when you wanted to see more. It's a, such a weird concept. But um, yeah, I wasn't... This movie wasn't for me. I do like film noir, but it did give me old-timey vibes. Like, it almost felt like it was a exact recreation of the the that time period but again i haven't seen that movie and i i know a lot of people have said no that that the original nightmare alley is more charming and endearing and, and all that but this movie just missed its mark for me and i think it's going to miss a lot with other people and it's going to go up against spider-man which i don't think it's going to be even seen or even known about because Spider-Man's going to take that spotlight. But yeah, I, I, I got out of it saying, what did I, what was the purpose of this film? You know, when you, when you come out of a movie asking yourself, what was the purpose of this movie? And why was it made? And, it, and I learned a little bit more about why Guillermo did it. And he wanted to, you know, do a film noir. And he wanted, this was a story that him and Ron Perlman uh, thought of back in the 90s when they were together, they were doing something and i get it but in this generation i don't think it's gonna work you, you could have done a really cool film noir but we'll say with a modern twist or a reimagining of that same type of story right which it wasn't i and, and i think that's the thing i think when when you have a director like yarmo coming in you're expecting uh again i'm not that i am expecting anyone with like 
eyes on their hands like pants lambert or anything yeah. like that i kept waiting though you kept waiting for a monster you kept waiting well, there, there are some glimpses of that that yeah. shock that he's he's known for yeah and there's so few and far between that you're left with like what you were saying anthony when you're watching a movie and you're left with a feeling while watching it who is this for why is this being made a movie should never be giving you those thoughts while watching it and again this is by no means a bad movie like I don't think we would we'd no. call this movie a bad movie. No. But it's also just so forgettable. When when he's coming off of Shape of Water winning best like director and best picture, um, this just felt like it was more of a, a base hit. It wasn't something that really was something that his fans are gonna really love. Yeah. Right. There are there, there are no monsters in this film. But <laughs> That's there, are, there, are, there there are monsters, but there are no We'll say creatures. That the creatures that he is so known for and he loves talking about. And right. You don't see that. You don't see that Guillermo that we were looking for. And it, again, it's weird that he went this route for this movie. I maybe want to try something different. Yeah. But it's beautifully shot. Beautifully just, shot film. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. But. What else? What else? What the, else? The thing with Guillermo is that almost all his films feel like passion projects. So it's always hard to say oh, this is a passion project because literally all his films are something that only he would really make. Yeah. So I, I know that he wanted to kind of go back, remake this you know, movie. And I think to maybe fans of that film, maybe he did justice, maybe he didn't. I'm not too sure. Uh, when I was looking up the reactions online, it felt very split in the middle. A lot of people loved everything about this film. And some people were like, what was the point of this? And I think I guess we're more on the side of it was, it was not a bad movie, but just... It's not a movie that I'm going to remember Remember after we hit stop recording. So let's get to our final recommendations. I think this is a good spot to jump right into it. Shay, can I get you to continue that thought and go right into it? You can get me to continue that thought right now because I'm going to say skip it. Okay. I wanted to say add it to the queue, but I, I feel like for when I, even when I'm asking people to add a movie to their queue, I, I think there's something to be taken away. There's a, I, there's a, an expectation of enjoyment out of yeah, it, Yeah, there's right? going to be something. I, I don't think there's much you can take away from this movie other than Cate Blanchett's performance. But there are so many better films that I can recommend to you with Cate Blanchett and them, including Hot Fuzz, where she's a cameo yeah. in that movie, <laughs> that, then I'd recommend this movie. Right. And you don't even see her full face. It's just her eyes. You don't even eyes. see her full face, yeah. Uh, Anthony, how about yourself? Where are you at with Nightmare Alley? I see you struggling right now. As a, as a remake, you know, we were, we were talking about um, West Side Story being the story that, or this version of West Side Story to be the one that would be remembered. The definitive version the definitive of it. The definitive version. And... I can't say that about Nightmare Alley. I think, yes, it's a beautiful film, and there's nothing wrong with it, but it's just not memorable. And for me, it's definitely a skip it. I got you. And I'm going to go three for three as well. Um, I think there's a lot of beauty in this film. I think there's some really cool performances in it. But overall, it didn't leave me in a place where I feel like this is an, a movie you need to spend your time with. Uh, again, Willem Dafoe, too. There's a lot of characters in this movie that I wish got more screen time than they did. There was a lot more interesting stories that I think weren't being told. And the fact that Bradley Cooper, who, again, is a fine performance, but it's not enough of an engaging performance to really carry every single scene of this movie when you're literally in a carnival with different characters and acts that you want to learn more about, but you don't get the time to give them the spotlight, right? So for myself, um, I'm also going to say skip it. Thank you so much for listening to the movie podcast review of Nightmare Alley. Don't forget, you can catch a brand new episode of the movie podcast every single Monday and watch out for all of our other review episodes just like this one and all the latest movies and series. Follow us at the movie podcast on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Letterboxd and check out our show notes for all of those links and more. That was this time with the movie podcast and we'll see you next.